My Travel Podcast, a travel podcast that highlights our travel community of women, people of color, and adventurous spirits. You can expect amazing travel stories and incredible experiences from all over the world, along with tips and tricks from our expert guests. I'm your host, Janine Romo, aka La Wild Explorer. And I'm your co-host and producer, Martha Espinoza Wynn, aka Martha Gets It. We hope you enjoy this episode. And we're back with another episode of Oh My Travel Podcast. Today, we have a special guest. We have Princess of Brandy the Traveler on our podcast today. We're going to be speaking with Princess, and I'm so excited to have you on. Um, Princess, can you introduce yourself to our listeners? Yes, thank you so much. I am super excited to be on here too. So my name is Princess Francois, but in the travel space, I go by Franny the Traveler. So my full-time job is a New York executive director of a nonprofit helping first-gen low-income college students. However, I view my part-time job as being a travel blogger who's very interested in microcations and supporting Black people while traveling. So I came out with a new book. So I'll also add author to the list of titles I have now. Oh, that's amazing. Um, Congrats on your book. We're going to be talking about that in a minute. Um, But we want to do our our little icebreaker um, that we do with all our guests. So are you ready for a this or that? Yes, I am. (laughs) All right. Let's go. Um, slow travel or faster travel, like two weeks or less? Faster travel. All right. All right. Getting it done. <laughs> yes. That's why I'm the microcation queen. Most of my travel has been, <laughs> I would say, five days or less because that's the time I got. So <laughs> You know what? Some people only have those couple days off of work, especially when they work full time. So those tips are very much appreciated from us full time workers. Yes. I love it. Okay. Um, single, single trips or married trips. So before, Ooh. after, because we know you recently got married. Right. I know it's so funny because I love traveling with my husband, but honestly, my default is single travel. It's just, there's something about solo travel that I don't yeah. think I can get with any other trip. <laughs> I feel you. I feel you. <laughs> All right, a full detailed itinerary or going with the flow? Ooh, I'm more of a full detailed itinerary. I go with the flow while I'm there, but I always have an itinerary I start off with. Yeah, that's important. Um, All right, guided tours or self-guided? Ooh. Um... I think I I like guided tours. Um, I like doing walking tours when I arrive a place to like get my bearings and then it goes self-guided from there. Oh, okay. Yeah. No, that's that's a good way to do it. All right, last one. Carry on or checked in luggage. Oh, definitely carry on. <laughs> All right, we gotta yeah, we gotta get it. Get it. Out the ground of the running. Right. And you gotta it. be able to make moves like I was on a trip last time and they asked me, do I have a carry on or not? Cause they were able to put me on a flight that left an hour earlier. And because I had a carry on, that was the only reason I was able to make that happen. Oh, wow. That's, That's yeah. nice. 
So that's a pro tip right there. (laughs) You never know. Oh my God. Love that flexibility. Um, Princess, you've visited many countries and states and like we know that education and learning while traveling is super important to you. Where do you think you've learned the most? Ooh, I mean, for me, honestly, it has been travel. Um, And it's ironic because as you said, I'm an educator, like I believe in education in the classroom, but I often think that um unfortunately our schools doesn't necessarily provide that full education there's a lot of history that's like not written in the textbook so unless you have that one teacher that brings it to the forefront i think you uncover that history while you're traveling while you're visiting museums while you're talking to locals yeah okay and has there been any specific location any place that you've gone that um has taught you anything special yes um i would say i think most recently was my trip to tulsa oklahoma that's a place where speaking with people people were like why are you going there (laughs) right so it made me realize a lot of people don't know that you know Tulsa Oklahoma had a deep history of like Black Wall Street like it was one of the most prominent Black communities at some point um in the 1900s but then that history got lost like even the textbooks um, don't really contain that. And even many of the museums in that area did not include that until the last few years when it was like the 100th anniversary of the Tulsa massacre. Um, and so that experience there, I learned so much by doing a guided walking tour by someone who was a native of Tulsa, visiting the museums that they built to capture that history. And I know I've never seen that history anywhere in a history textbook or been taught by a teacher for that matter. Yeah, no, definitely. Um, I haven't visited myself, but um, I feel like I did learn about that in my adult years. I, I probably picked it up on a TV show and then had to confirm that this wasn't made up, right? Because we didn't, I'm like, this seems like something we'd learn at during US history. Right. So, and then you see it on a TV show. So you're like, mm, let me check. And I was like, oh my God, yes. So um, that's really great that you that you felt that you learned a lot there. So we wanted to bring up your book and c- congratulate you on doing that. That's amazing that you can now add author. What was your inspiration for for that book? It's like a modern age green book, right? Yes, exactly. So I think I was inspired by um 2020. Honestly, I think that was like a difficult time in our country. And I noticed there were like all these lists of like black history businesses that were circulating around. But as I was having conversations with colleagues, with people who I follow on Instagram, there seemed to be many people did not know what to do with those lists. Like it just remained, you know, on their phone, Google search, it just remained as like an Instagram save. But if we look like two years later, it's, where's that energy that we had in 2020 for supporting the black community so i wanted to create a book that not only just curated resources but the educator in me wanted to actually teach people how to actually support the black community and go beyond just buying from black owned businesses so i came up 
with a five-step framework using the acronym BLACK um, fittingly in the book. Okay, so tell us what um, BLACK stands for. <laughs> yes, so yeah. BLACK stands for Buy, Learn, Amplify, Celebrate Knowingly. So it takes you through different steps on how to support the Black community. I think the easiest way, of course, is through buying Black. So, you know, buying from Black-owned businesses. Um, and I feature 16 different industries in the book of which you can support through. It doesn't have to be just restaurants. You know, we have Black-owned arts. We have coffee mm -hmm. shops. We have, you know, wine, tea. So whatever it is that you're interested in. But I think more of the work is taken on when you start to actively, you know, learn the Black history. So through traveling, through tours, through museums. Um, but I always say the hardest piece, which is why I feel like it's the center of the book, is amplifying Black. Mm -hmm. So how are you actually advocating and elevating Black voices so you're not the center of the narrative, even if you are a Black person yourself? And then the last piece being celebrate, I think, and this I think not only applies to the Black community, but many groups of color, we often focus on the pain and suffering of these groups of people, but we don't look at, you know, all the contributions that we've made, you know, to festivals, to arts, to music and elevate that part. And so the last piece knowingly is just how are you doing that with intentionality? So although it's framed for the Black community, honestly, I think these steps apply to any group of color you can apply this to yeah and I as a person as myself um I'm I'm a Mexican woman um I'm a lighter shade of Mexican <laughs> woman um so I do see like you know how differently or the same I get treated um in different spaces and actively try to support my fellow um people of color you know definitely including black people um and one of my default is restaurants because other shopping I feel like since I'm not as purposeful I don't know where these big you know where Walmart or Target or you know um, Nordstrom's where they're purchasing from so I right. think that just knowing what you're purchasing and where it's coming from it's not really something that we do and right. I feel like nowadays we should try to do that a little bit more just be more intentional because you do see that Amazon owns or is taking over so many like mom and pop shops and yeah. like startups and it really does make you sad thinking about how you used to shop when you were younger and you used to go to a, a storefront and meet the owners and see like the same cashiers over and over again and now it's very very disconnected so the easiest one for me has been to go to uh, black owned restaurants. And I, I'm very lucky that here in Los Angeles, we do have quite a bit that we can go support from, but learning that there are other ways that we can support is great, especially with your book. Um, you know, just other products, like, like you said, art, clothing, at my farmer's market, there's a guy that makes his own candles and I buy from him and I know like, oh, I know that they're yours. I know that where this money is going, 
you know it just it's a it's more personal and you feel it doesn't it doesn't really make a difference if they're a little bit more expensive you're just like that's that's the homie now I'm so happy that he's excited that he's you know making these sales no I I feel that for you I think a lot of it of what you're talking about I think the common theme of like that personal touch is what you often get when you're buying from local businesses, when you're buying from Black businesses. And what I've come to learn through a lot of the research is that many of these businesses are also supporting a lot of charities. They're like supporting their communities. They're also more likely to hire other people of color and their own people too. So I think when you support people through, you know, their businesses, you're not only supporting that one person, but you're also supporting an entire community because that money is going to continue running through that community through the various ways that I just named. And I think this like applies a lot with travel as well, right? Like we don't have to go through the, you know, bigger tour groups or you know the american-owned tour groups we we want to try to support local as as much as possible and you're finding those those tours that are on the ground that are actually there smaller owned or you know the companies that work with you know a local guide hand in hand and they really do a good job at you know amplifying the people who are there and sharing those stories or those um those voices no yeah I think that's a valid point because when I think about when I travel especially to other countries I always love taking a tour from locals and I think companies like TripAdvisor and Airbnb, I think it makes it a lot easier to find those local tours but very often you know those companies are taking a cut from those people. Mm-hmm. So sometimes I like to use those platforms to just find who the tours are, but then do like take that extra intentional step to then Google, okay, do they have a direct contact or a direct website so I can book it directly through them versus booking it through like Airbnb or TripAdvisor so they can get the full money. I mean, that's a a great way of going around it, especially if, you know, you you are very like techie when it comes to like okay well I I need to do all my planning ahead of time and where am I going to find all this information if I'm not there yet you you can still use the internet you could still use those um those sites just as a search tool but um I think that's really smart I love that so princess what is something that you always do or eat or look for during your trips do you have any rituals No, I I definitely do um, have a few, which is kind of like why I wrote the book too, because I think I embedded some of those rituals into it. So I always try to find um, like a guided walking tour. I like doing those one to two hour walking tours. It just allows me to get to know the surroundings. I also appreciate it because I get to learn, you know, the place from a local and it's also a way for me to meet other people because a lot of times I am traveling solo and so at least gives me a group experience that I can like opt into and then continue on my merry way as a solo traveler um I also I'm a big like museum nerd and a history nerd so I always try to find 
museum that gives like the overall history of that state or country because usually every state has a museum dedicated to it and many countries have that too and then I try to take the extra step to see if I can find an African-American museum because I realized more of that exists which is why there's like a whole chapter on museums and then I also love ice cream so I always try to find like a homemade ice cream spot where I travel I love that oh my gosh ice cream that's perfect I feel like everyone can enjoy that or unless you're lactose intolerant but I am lactose intolerant and I still do it too but there's alternatives too, right? So if there's not ice cream, there's like water ices, popsicle sticks. Because even in Tulsa, I found a place that made popsicle sticks and they had both like the dairy option and then like the fruity option. <laughs> okay. So do you have like a set flavor of ice cream that you like trying in different places or do you just try, you know, what they recommend or what they're known for? So I'm honestly so basic when it comes to this that it's kind of embarrassing. Like I usually default to vanilla, but in my perspective, I'm like, okay, if you can't get this basic flavor done properly, then we have a problem. So I feel like vanilla is my base to see, okay, like, are you getting the texture right? Because I'm like very picky when it comes to like texture of ice cream. Okay, so you're judging them hard on the ice cream. Yes. Noted. If, 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 if Princess is going to your town, make sure. Make sure you send her to the right ice cream spot. I love that. You're going to have your own um, tour of ice cream. That'd be, that'd be hey, so that fun. may be a whole move. Yes. <laughs> yes. Please add that to the series. I love that. Um, You've visited many places is there a place that you know you would recommend especially to anyone who is an ally um who you know not necessarily is is a black traveler but you know is an ally of black travelers and someone who wants to support Yeah, I think I, so I'm thinking about, I was trying to think of this question both from like a domestic and an international lens. So I think when I think internationally, honestly, it's super helpful for people to get on the continent of Africa, right? I think you're not going to fully understand, um, like, you know, just like the history, even from like the United States until you hit the motherland. And I think, um, a place like Senegal, for example, I think it's good because it's a it's a place that's very easy for people to like maneuver around just because they have really good infrastructure over there. Um, and that was one of the trips that was so enlightening in terms of understanding, you know, just like how black people ended up in the United States. I'm also a big advocate, I think, internationally for Haiti, too. I think Haiti just gets such a bad rap when it comes to on the news. But when you arrive there, you know, it. I've, it's just one of the most beautiful beaches, for example, I've ever seen has been in Haiti. And I think partly is because it's so untouched because people don't go there. But if you have to have an understanding of not just Black history, but also Latin American history, you cannot understand that without understanding Haiti's 
function. Like Haiti also is directly involved in U.S. history, even when it comes from the American Revolution to the creation of Chicago and New Orleans. So I think Haiti actually, now that I'm saying this out loud, would be number one internationally. And then I think domestically, there's so many places you can tackle. I mean, DC has a lot of rich black history. And I think seeing like the African-American museum would be very enlightening um, for people. Like I said, I think Tulsa, Oklahoma is a good place to check out. I think a lot of the major urban cities have like deep rooted black history and black businesses. So you can craft an itinerary that helps you understand that history. Amazing. Uh, I love that. Uh... Senegal and Haiti have have definitely been on my list and I feel like there's I mean there's so many places that are just so overlooked for many reasons right media probably being a, a big one American media and like you said these, these are beautiful places and and um interesting that you point out that uh Haiti has such beautiful beaches nobody talks about it right like right <laughs> and it, it makes sense that they're so beautiful if they're you know they're probably well taken care of by the locals and if there's not a lot of tourism there's not you know people to pollute it you know pollute it right yeah, like that's it. the perk right I'm like, like yeah. it untouched. so oh maybe we'll God. just keep this between them <laughs> <Right. laughs> no it's really it's really funny it's like a double-edged sword right um because travel has been so white centric and straight you know centric um the people that are writing these lists as i've like mentioned we've mentioned in the past are like straight white men right. um so they're 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 you know reporting back what places that make them feel very comfortable places yeah. that are very fun and accommodating to them so if there's like anything that they have to go out of their way for or they don't they have a problem with not feeling like seen or, you know, things like that. Um, so these places don't end up on those lists, which is a shame because other travelers should go see them. But then right. once they're on those lists, then they get just those hordes of travelers and then those bad travelers that disrespect the communities and the land. Um, so it's just kind of like, uh, you always want to highlight these overlooked places that are incredibly beautiful um and you get to learn a lot by visiting them but then also yeah then you then you risk you know right. chad from somewhere being a dick <laughs> to the to the locals straight up yeah <laughs> i'm like oh oh there's so many yeah there's so many places we'll we'll just you know us right here we're just gonna have a good time at all of these beautiful beaches and um we'll, we'll tell all of our all of our people who who will take good care of of those places and now we um this is yeah it's so funny definitely a double-edged sword but hopefully there are more people who you know listen to this podcast you know follow people like um, princess at Franny the Traveler and, um, you know, these other resources that shed light on, you know, how to travel more responsibly and, hey, let's look beyond the typical, like, let's go to Paris, let's go to Italy, um, let's dig a little deeper and, you know, 
travel's meant to be uncomfortable and that's where you have the most fun and learn the most. Right. Like you're not going to grow if you stay in your comfort zone. And I think even like no knock on like Paris or Italy, because I think even those places can be enlightening too, even for this history that we're talking about. But it's like, are you only sticking to like the Eiffel Tower? Are you only sticking to the Coliseum? Or are you going to also visit the local communities that might have other groups of people aside from the natives? Because for example, Paris also has like a very big African community and like a little Africa Mm -hmm. section too. Um, And, you know, I think it's just a matter of like, where are you choosing to go in these locations? Yeah. I mean, just like when people visit LA, they go to the Hollywood sign, they go to the the stars and they don't know that they're right next to little Ethiopia. Um, they don't know that they can jump over and go to little Armenia or go to the OC and get some really great Vietnamese food. Um, they kind of just, you know, cross it off their bucket list. Like, right. Oh, I have to go to LA, have to go shop on Rodeo and, um, go to the sign and see the stars and then you know they go home and they didn't really learn anything or gain anything is I, I mean personally I don't think they did but I mean to each their own right um people travel for different reasons right exactly and that and that's their own prerogative but um I wish more people would travel to be enlightened and just gain more knowledge and to expand beyond themselves which is what I think that you really um push for people to do to look beyond themselves when they travel while also having a good time yeah like you can have it all like you know (laughs) I'm also a person who loves to be just chilling on that beach and do nothing so even if it just means taking a half day or a day out of your trip to be a little more intentional like I think that would just go a long way well said yeah Add it to your list, everyone. Let's, you know, it, it. hey, it's vacation. It's your holiday. Have fun. But let's dig a little deeper. Let's learn. Let's do something different. And yeah, this, this is amazing, Princess. Um, We asked this question to everyone. And I want to ask you, why do you travel? Oh, that is a really good question. And it's so interesting because I feel like that has taken shape over time. But honestly, I love to travel to learn. Honestly, I think that's been evident through this podcast, like whether it's like learning through people, learning through culture, learning through food, um, that's been a big thing for me. And I think because I didn't always have the opportunity to travel to like I didn't um start traveling like I didn't have a passport or didn't get on my first flight until my early 20s and so for me I realized you know travel is a privilege and so I want to like be able to take advantage since I own that I have that privilege now to be able to travel but then also to inspire other people to travel too because I think sometimes back to what we said about the comfort zone it's very easy to remain in our comfort zone so I think travel is the best way to get us out of our comfort zone in order to learn and grow love it that's yeah I'm I'm 100% with you on that um I don't know you just being uncomfortable is 
has so many plus sides to it. So I'm, yeah, 100%, 100%. Um, well, thank you so much, Princess. This has been an amazing episode. Um, I'm, I'm definitely going to look into, you know, some overlooked places to travel to and, um, you know, do my best to go more locally and, um, you know, amplify and um, buy, what, learn, amplify, yes. celebrate. Yes. Amen. Yes. <laughs> yes. I was like, what? hold on. Tell me what black is again. Uh, yes. Uh, I love that. Um, and for anyone interested, please pick up um, Princess's book. Um, Princess, oh, please tell our listeners where they could, where they could find you. And then we're going to make sure to drop all of your links in the, in the um, show notes. Show notes. Yeah. So you can find me online. So I have a blog, FrannyTheTraveler.com. I'm also active on Instagram through Franny the Traveler and also on YouTube at Franny the Traveler. And then you can find my book on Amazon. So just search Support Black Period with a T at the end for emphasis by Princess Francois. Amazing. Um we can't wait to get our hands on your book and and read and and learn some more and and travel some more definitely (laughs) thank you and thank you for please continue doing what you're doing i know that you're inspiring a lot of young travelers out there and thank you for continuing to elevate people's voices through this platform so Oh my God. Honestly, we try. um, And sometimes like, like you said, amplify, we never know when we're amplifying or when we're centering ourselves and it's so hard. um, But we are definitely trying. Well, continue doing your thing because you definitely are. You got amplify on lock. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you. Thank you so much, princess. And we'll see everyone next week. Bye. 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 That's our episode. Please remember to subscribe and follow for new episodes dropping every Tuesday. If you enjoyed our show and our guests, please feel free to follow us on Instagram at Oh My Travel Podcast, at The Wild Explorer, and at Martha Gets It. And please feel free to share this with your friends and leave us a positive review on Apple Podcasts. Bye. Bye.